hard brother, face with hard luck. Face, 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 face with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Your brother, face with hard luck. Face, 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 face with hard luck. Card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Pips and card shots, Steve Smurdy was with hard luck. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your host, certified, qualified, Westside, Steve Lucky Channel. It's a beautiful, beautiful morning here in California. I'd like to uh, welcome my co-hosts. On my right, as usual, Chumahan Bowen, American Indian, elegant barbarian, Southern Californian. You know how we do it. Yeah. Right? All my red brothers. Yeah. Come on. Let's rise up. Come on. While they sleep, let's get it. Yeah. And on my left, old blue eyes. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer for the Hard Luck Show. That's him. Look at There goes Sean. Come yeah. on, with those break beats, son. You got band-aids on your finger? <laughs> Dude, check out his wrists. They're huge. Yeah. That's sweating. Man, it's a workout. That forearm from masturbation or DJing? <laughs> it's from both, dude. Dude. He DJs without his pants on. Both at the same time. Money. Yeah. Money. I got the two best partners in the whole wide world because this is the greatest show on earth. For sure. Right. Don't now, fucking get it twisted. We got I I let's I'm gonna play a scene because this guy, the guest that we you brought in, Steve, your yeah. buddy, this guy, this is the like the first thing he was talking about. When DS, yeah, DS, yeah, initials DS. You figure you're gonna learn what that stands for, but here, let's just give you a little flavor of this man's spirit. Okay. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Nice. I like that, bro. That has walls, and those walls have to be guarded by men with guns. That's Danny. Who's gonna do it? You, you, Lieutenant Weinberg. Damn, <laughs> Lieutenant Weinberg. Who's gonna? We do have it? to follow orders, or people die. You can't handle the truth. <coughs> Who? We got. We, we live in a world where there's walls and men with guns. Who's gonna do it? You, Lieutenant Sean Soundman. <laughs> <laughs> You, producer Robert. <laughs> Big Lux, Danny, maybe. Yeah, those guys, right. might, they, those guys might stand on a wall with a gun. Might have right. to defend some shit. Yeah, so why don't you take so, us to uh, the guy? Yeah. everybody. Yes, I have, a, I have a good friend, a friend of uh, a few friends of mine, and a uh, very intense individual, good man, who's had quite a journey. Um, and we're gonna let him tell it, but uh, let's let's introduce my my friend Danny S to the show, you guys. Danny, yeah, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up, dude? Look at the women. The I women know, in bro. the crowd are They're taking their crazy, shirts off. Bro. Hey, put your shirt back on, <laughs> hey, lady. Hey, 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 put hey. those tatas away. Uh, I'm happily Danny. married. I'm happily married. Get yeah. off, get off, that's get right. Off, get off. That's hey. right. We're kids. Yeah. When you, we, dude, listen. In this day and whole tribe. How many kids you got? Four kids. Yeah! Another round of applause for this guy. Active. All the bullets, all the bullets in his gun are working, huh? Yeah. Somebody's yeah. fertile. Yeah. I stopped with the loaded ammo and just kept on rolling. That's <laughs> it. Yep. That's kept on drilling. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, 
Okay, Danny. I mean, I, listen, man. I want to be very respectful in the way that I approach, you know, your story. You, uh, you know, you've been through, you know, I remember sitting down with Estevan and, and hearing a little bit about your journey. Um, talking with you and I was like, well, I got to have Danny on the show. This is this is uh, this guy's really been through qu- quite a bit and um, uh, a story like I've never heard. And, like an uh, amazing story. Yeah, really. And uh, you know, man, I just I'd really like to have you you take us through it, man. I mean, there's, well, there's a where lot do you, to it, Steve? Where do you think it, like Danny's story starts? Like, where do you where do you think it starts? Well, I, listen, the 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 way it was cut out to me. Let me just say. There were some things that involved a couple tours of duty overseas. Where? I believe Iraq. Danny, so, yeah. so you were you were in Iraq one or two? Um, both. Both. So I was right yeah. in uh, 2004. I took off to Iraq for the what branch? What branch of service were you I was in? in? The army. In the army. Yeah. What? What? Uh, what was your rank, or what did you do in the army? When I first got in, I was just a uh, air assault infantry. So I went to Korea, and they were like, "Hey, you're gonna be here for three years." And I signed up for four years. I was like, "All right, well, fuck. I guess I'm here." They said, "Psych, <laughs> <laughs> get your ass in the box." So is wait, that right? Yeah. Hold on a second. So air assault. Uh, so what does that mean, infantry? Is it, are you parachuting in? Well, we repel out of the helicopters. Oh shit! Yeah. Damn. Where are you from, Danny? Originally, I'm from the valley, from Pacoima. From Pacoima. Yeah. Pacoima. So okay. born and raised Pacoima, and then. That's why they knew you could handle the deserts. Shit, yeah. They were like, Pacoima's hot and fucked up like Iraq. <laughs> Send Danny over there. That shit gets hot. Yeah. That's a well, box of its own. Yeah. What? How old were you when you made the decision to sign up for the service? I remember it was literally like. Probably the week after 9-11 happened. No I remember shit. being in high school that morning and just watching, bam, that shit ha- happened and we we're in class. I was like, what the fuck? Right. And I've never, I like, I'm not, never been like some fool like, God bless us. Mm-hmm. Not like right. super patriotic. Nah, I've never been patriotic, like all crazy like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know what it was like that day after that shit happened. I was like, fuck it. Let's take it to them. Hold on a second. Damn. You were, so you were in high school, right? Yeah. What grade? I was in 12th grade. 12th grade, senior. Yep. And how did they show you 9-11 shit in high school? Like, you went to the high school and you saw the fucking... I was watching it live. In the classroom? In the classroom. Yeah. And what was the teacher doing? He was like... The teacher what? was tripping out. He was, he put it on. He what had, Like that, that? Was it, was like, it was like it was like it that. was like that. Yeah, exactly. I remember we were sitting in class and the first one hit the the the, the tower. tower. Yeah, and then we we're watching and I was like, oh shit, here comes the second one, boom! And it I was, was like, surreal. Yeah. It was like you were watching. I was like, yeah, what the fuck? It was like Godzilla. Right, right, right. right. Didn't make sense. It didn't equate. Like nah, because nothing like that had ever happened before. Right. Fuck, on not on this soil. Nah, hell no. Nah. Ain't never nobody ever put the fight to us. Right in that way. And so you were sitting there in the classroom, and you were like, "They had just attacked us. That's fucking unheard of." Yeah. And your blood, you were just like, well, I was like it's it. on." I was like, "It's on. Let's go." Because it was crazy. Like I was raised around the hood. You know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. like my family, everybody. But like that shit was some different shit. Mm-hmm. It was like they came straight to our turf, and they were like. Uh, 
we're about to fuck y'all up. So a dude from a hood actually would understand that. Like right. he would see an attack on on our in this case, the hood got expanded out to nation. Yeah. Right? It got attacked by some other fools and you're like, oh, it's not we can't handle it's not gonna be like that. Yeah. We ain't having that. It deserves yeah. a response. Yeah. We gonna come see Swift. you. And <laughs> we so, won't come and see so, you. And so, okay, so then Danny's gonna come see you. Yeah. Listen, let me tell you something. This is what I'm saying about the nation. Like the nation, they talk a lot of shit about guys from the hood and guys that are, you know, doing stuff like that. But it's those guys when some shit goes down from another country. Those guys are the first to sign That's up. That's the truth, right there. Yeah, it is. Ain't gonna be some fat cubicle motherfucker playing Call of Duty. Mm-mm. No, that's been scared his whole life. No, hey. it's gonna be Danny and Pacoima who's like, on oh, hell no, they just attacked us. Right. We got it deserves a response. That's just my ethics. Yeah, that's just yeah. how I roll, right, Dan? Yeah, it was crazy too because I had some homeboy that I worked with at Albertsons. That's how I met Angel and Estelle. Okay, okay. I was sixteen. I met them, and then there was this cat there. He was like, "Fuck yeah, you go. I'm down. I'm down." Man, came time to go. That fool said, Err. folded that shit up. <laughs> folded oh. like a lawn chair. I yeah. said, oh, where you at? Break that shit down. I, I got my bags packed. Let's roll. <laughs> and what did he do? He was, fuck no. He goes, no, I was just fucking with you. <laughs> I didn't think he was really about to do it. I just run in my mouth. Yeah, pretty much like that. So, yeah. so Where you roll out. Guy? Wait, what's that guy's name? Let's find that guy. Let's go see what he's doing now. Who was that dude? Uh, I think his name was Ahmed. Ahmed. Oh, Ahmed's hiding, hiding behind a cash register. Or something. Yeah. Albertsons. Yeah. yeah. Selling snow cones. Probably, Albertsons probably got rid of his ass. <laughs> <laughs> probably somewhere. Wasn't even hard enough for yeah. Albertsons. Now he's at the 99 cent store. Hiding what's your, what's your family say, dude? So, I, I got to think, if I'm a father... And my kid comes out, because I got a daughter, and she might not join the military, but my child comes out and is like, sees the explosions, like, I'm leaving tomorrow. I might, I don't know how I would feel. What did so, they say? That shit was like my senior year, right, it was probably like a couple months before I turned 18, so I couldn't sign my paperwork. So I had to hit my mom like, hey, look, recruiters came to this, the, the school, mm-hmm. and I'm ready to go. What what That's were the recruiters saying? The recruiter was tripping out on me because I I still remember to this day the exact where I met him, everything that happened. The first time we talked, came into class and I had my feet over the table, chilling, laying back, acting up mm-hmm. like a fool. And he was like, showed me the video, was bullshitting. Nobody was paying attention, no mind. And for some reason, I was just locked in. And then he started showing all the videos of like all the cool shit that I was like. I was like, I'm, I'm ready to go bump You're in like the sold, night. Huh? I'm fucking, I'm coming. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. fucking, I just told him, hey, I love sushi, homie. You think I, I love can love you. love this like I love sushi? Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know. I go, you sh- that video you just showed me, that's who I want to be. Mm. What does Damn. that mean? I love sushi. <clears throat> what are you Man, saying with that? I could eat sushi like seven days a week, three times a day. What <laughs> did he show you? It was a special ops video. Special ops. That's the one they got the special edited one. <clears throat> and you saw that, and it was dudes with was like the like, night vision, a fucking so repelling out of helicopter. Big ass Wessel. I was like, let's go. <laughs> I don't want nobody to see me coming, and I want to be there. Yeah. You were ready. Oh. Taking it down. Yeah. 
Damn, man. And so then your parents, <clears throat> their parents were like, I guess Danny's going to do what Danny's going to do. No, mom's was like, I ain't signing shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on. I go, you got to sign my shit. Otherwise, I can't go. I'm not even old enough to sign this motherfucker. Mm -hmm. I go, hey, check it out. I turned 18 in a couple months, so you don't sign it. I'm still going. Mm -hmm. I'm just giving you an opportunity to, to be make involved it easier in it. Yeah. on yourself. And she was like, nope. I'm not sending my son off to die. I was like, well, too bad. So did you have to wait a couple months? Yeah, I waited my couple Listen, months. Listen, let me tell you something. Mothers, if you're listening right now, you understand something? His mom is so hard. Mm -hmm. he, he said, listen, shit just blew up. I'm going over there to kick some fucking ass. And your mom was like, not my son. And then he was like, look it. I'm going to turn 18 in a couple months. You might as well just sign it make it easier on you. Your mom's so hard, so gangster. She was like... I'll wait the fucking couple months. I ain't signing your shit. <laughs> and that kind of mom makes a guy like Danny. Yep. Right? Yep. yep. That kind of values Obviously, makes a yeah. dude like Danny. So let what year so okay. It, what it would do what's interesting is that very not very often do you hear somebody so passionate and focused yeah. and determined yeah. to do something out of high school. Like clear on this is what I want. This is me. Yeah, I'm but going for it. The thing is is you know, from a from a, a broader perspective, if you really think about it, Danny and and everyone else, you, me, Sean, producer, uh, Robert, like all of us are raised on a lot of different movies, TV shows, video games that pretty much tell you what the fuck to do, including neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. It's like, look, it, sometimes it comes down to you're just going to have to reach out and, and smack somebody. And so you're already raised up on that, right? Right. Okay. Right. Now, life is a big, complicated ball of clusterfuck. Mm -hmm. Like, there's no real rules in life, real life. Like, you don't know, what am I going to do? What am I going to be? Where am I going to go? Right. Okay. So for some people, for a lot of us, but especially for like a guy like Danny, when he saw an attack, it simplified everything. Now it was clear what he was going to do. That put some structure around like, shit, I'm 18. I know where I'm going at least for the next four years. Yeah, purpose. It, right. right. It makes purpose. complete sense. It's the same kind of thing, and, and it's not exactly the same, but it's the same kind of thing when women get pregnant. Some women get pregnant, and you can see it in them. Like, whether the dad's involved or not, I'm having this baby, and now I know what I got to do. I got to take care of this baby. And it simplifies. All that other chaos that's life gets wiped away. Yeah. So there's a kind of a security in that, even though it's a dangerous mm -hmm. thing. Does right. that make sense to you, Dan? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. That, that that makes sense. So what? Okay, so so tell me, what year is this? You, you, uh, <clears throat> that was 2002 because I graduated 2003. Right. So January I turned 18, but I still had to wait for to get my diploma, so mm -hmm. I couldn't go nowhere. So that whole time, mom's was like. You can still opt out. You can still opt out. Right. Da, 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 woo, How woo, many woo. brothers and sisters do you have? How many kids? One and one. One and oh, so she <coughs> was tripping. Yeah, she's still tripping. Right, she's still yeah. tripping. But she's like, yeah, she was like, fuck that, no, no, no. Even my pops, my pops tried to bribe me. He was like, go to school, I'll pay for it. You don't have to worry about nothing. Da da da. I'll help you out. Fuck mm -hmm. that shit. Mm -hmm. Da da da. And like, my 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 tata. He was like the only one I really knew that was in the military. So it wasn't like I had like a compelling passion. Like I'm going to fucking join the military like so-and-so and this mm -hmm. and that. And I right. like it was just 
it was just like you said clear like once that shit happened i don't know what the fuck it was in me but i was like that's it let's roll so your now and what was your dad and mom's main thing they just didn't want you to get killed yeah they was just like you're out there fighting some shit that they don't even give a fuck about you pretty much mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. what i mean mm -hmm. So then what do you do? So like finally you get your diploma and you get all that shit. Then what do they do? They send a bus to pick you up? Like how's that work? Shit. They, uh, I had delayed. There were so many people actually going in at that time. Wow. That fucking, I got, I was able to do all my shit that summer with my diploma and everything. And I didn't go till January. So two, 2004 of January is when they came and picked me up. With a, with a bus? With the uh no i met him at at the the station the map station and then they took us to the Westin, right there right by lax mm -hmm. and then there was like fucking 50 to 100 of us people that are shipping out and we all just fucking hang out that day and just do whatever and fucking everybody rolls out the next day and that's it it's was everybody talking the same thing you were talking like hey that shit at 9 11 was fucked up it's time to send those motherfuckers a message or what mm. was that like hanging out with those dudes nah not everybody was in that mindset because some of a lot of motherfuckers were just doing some regular jobs like a cook or something you know what i mean so those people aren't even thinking like that and let me I'm ask you this much had they already scaled out some of the um so, because i know like Okay, if you go do if you go sign up and you do you do your you do your uh, your tour, they'll pay for schooling. They'll pay for what they, was the what was the hook that they offered you? I mean, you get salary, you get what is it? Yeah, I Tony. told them I was I was like, fuck it, just give me college so that if this shit just doesn't work out and it ain't what it is, then mm -hmm. give me that bread for college and and give me a little cash and I'm cool with that. So and how after. does that work? Does that happen at the end of your tour? They you sign up in the very beginning, and then at the end is when they cash you out or whatever. Really? But are you pay, do you, are you are you acquiring a paycheck during the whole time you're a soldier? Yeah. Yeah. So every you get paid on the first and fifteenth every month. What is? It, I mean, not to be nosy, but what is it? What does that look like in two thousand and four? What's the salary for an army guy a month? I need to. Know, I was a we need private. I was a private. Okay. One, fuck. I was making maybe like, ugh, probably like, couple thousand a month. Couple thousand a month. <laughs> yeah, but check it out. I you're mean, not having to spend it. Yeah. Right. You don't. Right. The only time you spend anything is if you're doing extra shit because they pay for your food, they pay for your living. They pay, they just don't pay for like your hygiene shit or if you have a car or your insurance or your you're, you're in Korea looking for a massage. Uh, your medical's massage. all taken care of. All yeah. you get down yeah. there. Okay, wait. So let's go back to the Westin. So you're at the Westin. They got you in a in a big giant holding tank. By the way, Westin. I didn't think. I thought maybe like it would be like Comfort Inn or Quality Inn. <laughs> right. Westin's yeah. a little bit decent. Yeah. Hey, everybody hey. up there is wilding too. They're like, fuck it. This is the last time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, let's get it in. Everybody's hitting the bar they're like you gotta be up by this time we're like fuck i don't give a fuck what time i gotta be up this right. is the last time i get to do this for a minute yeah. Yeah. sayonara right. Right. motherfuckers so doing lines up in the bedroom and all that and shit. he up what is shit we smoking some weed too shit everything was, everybody was 
fucked up and tripping. You we guys funnel yeah. some chicks up in there? You guys funnel <laughs> some chicks? That shit was wild. A little wild. Hiscow, little, little everybody, cha-cha. Everybody. That's a real bachelor party going yeah. on. Right? Oh, dude. Probably women coming out of there with a thousand yard stare. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so okay, so you guys blow it up. You have a big party, your last last chance, gulch, last hurrah, and then they go. Okay, it's time now to uh, we're, we're going to ship you out. How Sober they, up. How do they ship you out? Shit, they just hopped us on a regular ass plane. We got to to. I had to go to Georgia, so I got to Georgia. <laughs> Georgia. Holy Georgia shit. on my mind. Oh, yeah. dude, let me tell you something. Um, so okay, or and then. On the plane, still probably there's still are you guys are you guys Some ordering drinks, drinks, on, Some the drinks plane? on the plane? Like, no. is it still cool on the plane? Nah, now it's getting real. The right. shit's getting real. You're like, oh shit, motherfuckers, we we, we gone. Yeah, <laughs> ain't nobody around. I don't know anybody around me. Mm-hmm. The shit's real. It's time. Like this is it's go time now. Cause you're just like before it was all talk, but now you're sitting there and you're on a plane. You don't know anybody around you. Mm-hmm. This shit is real. But the drill sergeants and all shit aren't getting too tough with you yet, right? Fuck no. As soon as you get there, you get on this fucking white bus. They take you up there, and motherfuckers are on it right off the top. Right off the top. Pull up. Screaming on you, huh? Hey, that motherfucker hops on the fucking bus and starts getting on your fucking helmet right away. (laughs) You're fucking sitting there. You're like. Oh, okay. Here we go. Now, huh? <laughs> this is it, huh? All right. So, so, so you're in. Uh, now, I got to think, man. I mean, had you been to Georgia before? Fuck no. I've, I've been <laughs> here. I, this is, I've only been here in Mexico, really. Right. Okay. So it was just, that was it. Did you see that like, Georgia? Is that, that's Georgia banjo playing down in Georgia. Was it hot there? Was it like summertime? Oh, that shit was humid. I was humid. like, what's that yeah. smell? Yeah. Oh, Look at there's that. Oh, fucking sm- you know how the humidity creates that must. Yeah. 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 There's Danny the right fuck? now. Right? He sees a banjo player on the porch, toe-headed, like kind of retarded Southern. Sweating. Sweating. Hey, motherfucker, sweat standing still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is basic training you're going to, yeah. correct? Yeah. Okay, so they're on your ass. Oh yeah, they're, they're like, like I didn't know. They're like, they're like, private Danny. I didn't even know they could stack shit that high. <laughs> right? Was that exactly was that? about it? <laughs> That's hey, funny. That, that was is hilarious. Crazy. They were, hey, I was. It was just a fucking you. The shit that you see on TV, how they run up on the bus and start getting on motherfuckers' mm-hmm. helmets, is exactly how it goes down too. You're just like sensory overload you're like oh shit where are you supposed to run i don't know where i'm going full metal going. jacket hey 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 forgot run oh what's going on oh Damn. forgot something fuck yeah, yeah. you forgot something you fucking idiot you fucking piece of shit right and you're just like this motherfucker i'm gonna fuck him up right <laughs> but you gotta be out of attention hey but these motherfuckers ain't no joke too these motherfuckers right. is cock diesel you're like right oh this motherfucker you got to break this. my ass yeah, off right. i'm hey i'm a little ass kid still right you're, you're 18 hey, at that time, I was like, I only weighed like 150, right. and I was still like probably like four or five inches shorter than I am now. Hey, did they make Damn. you? Did they Damn. make you stand on a line and the dude walk down? Oh yeah. Hey, wait, check it. A, look at. I think we have a clip from that. Believe what I'm saying. Well, you've been all your lives at an orgy. <laughs> Listen to Mick Jagger music and bad mouthing <laughs> your country. I bet. <laughs> Is that how it was? You better stop yeah. eyeballing me, boy. Is that you? You're not good enough to look your superiors in the eye. Use your peripheral vision. Understand? Yes, sir. Now, every time I...
Was that how it was? Fuck yeah. Hey, I had a yeah, I had a drill sergeant, Sergeant Tolbert, right? This uh-huh. motherfucker. He would be on my fucking helmet. Me and my battle buddy. Yeah. Me and this fool. This fool's Garrett Schwindel was my battle buddy. Still remember that fool. We were a beast. They couldn't fuck with us at all. We were PT studs. They push ups. Whatever, da, da, da. we'd be knocking it out, right? Clowning, and they would fucking, they would be like, "Oh, so you can't smoke a rock, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> smoke a rock, huh? <laughs> and I'll just be, we would be going and going and going and fucking going. They couldn't fuck with us. We were just, we would, we'd shit on everybody, and mm-hmm. they would just like keep coming after us. So me and that fool became everybody's favorite because they were just like couldn't break you. These fools were having a good time. Like I just smiled through the shit. Right. Right right, 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 right. Bring that shit. Yeah. I mean, that's a philosophy of life. I yeah. just smile through the shit. Yeah. You can't break me. Yeah. Shit, I take pride in that. Yeah. yeah. I just did a post today. John Gotti sitting in fucking trial with his head up. He says, don't ever let him see you sweat. That's it. That's yeah. it. So, hey, they, and so do, is it real? Do you have to like shine your shoes and all that belt buckle bullshit? You fucking right. Spit shine. Fuck. You better hey. be, hey, rolling your motherfucking underwear up into the size of a fucking hot dog and everything yeah. and having it dress right dress. The name has to be in a certain way and everything has to be in a certain section and fucking... Do you, and the, what about making the bed, dude? Oh, the bed too. That motherfucker better. You better have that motherfucker bounce tight. a quarter. Bounce a quarter off yeah. that motherfucker. You damn man, I right. I fucking love that, man. See, yeah. I needed that. I was a little bit too. I'm a little like I grew up without a mom, and it's just my dad. So I'm like a bachelor style, and I needed that. I needed a fucking a drill sergeant to yell at me and teach me how to make my bed and all that shit nice and tight. That shit was. Yeah. Hey, that shit like. Looking back on it, hindsight, you just look now. You're just like, damn, that shit was hard. Like, that shit ain't even the same nowadays. Like, these motherfuckers get stress cards and all this shit. What? You can't oh, really? Them. Yeah, that shit went soft. What do you mean oh, stress dude, you card? You see, man, you that see, shit, it's happening it, everywhere. Wait, 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 wait. That's like if the drill sergeant's yelling at your ass. Now they can pull out a card and be like. Oh, you can't speak to me that way. You're N- causing no. me. No. Yes, emotions. Right? Yeah. That's no. Oh, you could probably Come look, on. Up, I'm look not... up and find the fucking little picture nope. of the shit. That's like in prison, a sensitive e- a sensitive needs yard. Oh, my God. There's, yeah. a, there's, there's a sensitive needs yard in prison? <laughs> there, bro, <laughs> the prisons it. are becoming more SMY Stop yards. It. Stop yes. it. Stop it. You know that's a, that's some just a, it's just some more some man what? stress card. Yeah. I tell you what, man, how can you have a battle buddy that's got a stress card? Exactly. Dude, can he hold up that, that stress card in the middle of a firefight and be hey, like, "Hey, let me ask you a question, guys, hey, enemies, can you guys stop shooting right now? Hey, do you think <laughs> ISIS? Fucking with my inner think, child. You, what are you trying to tell me that ISIS isn't going to respect a stress card? They're not going to respect that. Uh, Taliban's yeah. not going to respect a yeah. stress time card. Time out. Time out on the field, guys. Can you not shot my head off? That's really scaring me with that knife. Listen, my friend's head oh, just fucking me. exploded into goo. Can I take 10 minutes to just process that? Yeah. Right. Exactly. Process that. Shit. Dude, I'm, I'm reading this thing, General Grant, right? Mm-hmm. General Grant who won the Civil War. That dude, the reason why he was so badass is because he kept his head on everything. And dude, there's a multiple stories where he would be sitting there smoking like a cheroot cigar mm-hmm. and like writing battle plans in the middle of battle. And his at- brain matter had come splashing. Yeah, around. his assistant's head exploded right next to him, and the brain matter. And they would have like reporters just like writing down shit, and reporter would be like, "Grant didn't even twitch. He didn't even move Twinch. a muscle. Right. He just was like kept riding and smoking his cigar, even He's though." All- 
Yeah, he's just flicking the metal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's stress awesome. car. Oh, I didn't realize they had a Gen Z you army. Yeah, I don't think that if people, I don't think if America really knew, like, listen, we, you can't toughen up our fucking soldiers, the people that are defending our country. They, they if you get a stress card, then you don't need to be in the service. If you ask me, yeah. right? You know, I agree. What are you gonna do? I mean. Even if you have a stress card, you can't even trust those dudes to be like, you know, down in the fucking supply unit. Like Bro. just because those guys will get upset over having to work, you know, 10 hours the over problem, eight. The problem is, is that those guys aren't the guys that die. It's the guy next to him that dies. Yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Work. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Exactly. Bro. Yeah. The reason you don't want a piece of shit next to you is not because he's going to die. It's because you're going to die. He's going to get you killed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the drunk driver that kills the family, but the drunk driver walks away from the accident unscathed. Yeah, yeah. Right? you got to be so. careful too in war because I got to <laughs> believe that in the midst of battle, there's a lot of chicken shit moves you can make that protect your ass and leave other fuckers out in the cold. Well, you want to know something? But that's true because even though I haven't been in that type of a battle, in some other shit, when there's an idiot, I don't want that motherfucker around because he's going to get me fucking shot. Yeah. Right. I'll leave that motherfucker right where he's at. Hey, a battle's a battle's a battle's a battle. Yeah, doesn't man, matter man. where it's at. So, so okay, so how long is boot camp? How long does that process take? Shit. You do uh, everything there. That shit is probably like six months, five months, something like that. Okay. So we go there. We do all that shit. You get there, when you first get there, they just put you in this gigantic barracks with everybody just in one whole fucking room with bunk beds, right? Sounds like county jail. Yeah, exactly. How, yeah. Ma- how many? Yeah. Just like that. How many kids drop out? Fuck, so many motherfuckers drop out. They're fucking faking that they're hurt, all this oh, and that. Yeah. You're just like, <laughs> these motherfuckers. They call them sick call rangers. <laughs> sick call rangers. Fuck yeah. that. Fucking broke dick. Sorry, motherfucker. <laughs> that's, that's one of your terms. Broke dick. It is. I, I fucking that hate term. that shit. Dude, that shit is. All right. I got a blister on my big toe. Great. I yeah. MTA. A great hey. starter. Or they start, they're like, I just realized that I'm not going to be able to kill nobody. Well, you're mm. in the wrong motherfucking spot, bro. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. See, I feel like they should take people like that and just like drop them up in the very very front and waste some bullets on those dudes slow them down you know what i mean for guys like you just throw those target dudes. practice or what yeah, just run up and fall into yeah, the crowd just run <laughs> yeah. into them and then just die use up some bullets tire out you know the fucking yeah. isis a little right, bit right right soften right, right. them up so the real soldiers can come in Pretty just smart. drop them from above without parachutes yeah. you know how you do it <laughs> <laughs> motherfucker hey they, they think running. they got parachutes on so, until hey, they're there yeah they're hey, Pull it, it's a picnic supplies. Hey, how freaked out would they be then? They're like, God damn, they're just dumping bodies of their own guys out here. You know what? Like, just what put some Cinnabons yeah. up at the front lines and just have them line up on the cinema. <laughs> That's how you do it. So, all right, so you do all that, and then and then they give you your orders, or how do they tell you what you're gonna be in? Shit, that shit was. So when you're in there, you gotta you gotta do all these crazy ass like rucks and like. 20 miles with fucking a full packing list, a ruck, like 100 plus pounds, Damn. everything for 20 miles. Jeez, 20 or miles. You do this ain't no Hollywood running nah, canyon with your fucking coffee <laughs> bullshit. You're like doing it for so long, you're fucking hallucinating. Yeah. Right? You start at like fucking 10 at night and you just oh, walk till daylight. Yeah. And you're just fucking, and it's full of fog out there and you're just like, 
Is that motherfucker still in front of me or am I tripping? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, <laughs> you're just like, you just start. I read this book. Brain, you're literally getting brainwashed at this point. Right, but right. It's right. like making you like, no matter what, your body kicks into shape. Dude, I, you know? I read right. this book by this dude who was a Navy SEAL, uh, David Goggins. Mm -hmm. And not only was he a Navy SEAL, but he also was in Delta Force and all this other shit. This dude, and anyway, he was talking about that very thing. He had a rug. And he said they were rucking for so long, and they started hallucinating, and they were in a line. He said the guy in front called him up and was like, hey, David, come on here. He's like, the instructors put a box of donuts up here for us. And so David got all excited because they hadn't eaten anything. They ran up there and he looked and the dude was hallucinating. He pointed to the log. He's like, see those donuts? And there was zero donuts on the log, dude. It was just tripping. So, I mean, I. That's exactly how it is. Yeah, that's the You best. start hearing shit, seeing shit. You fucking going insane. You're like, fuck, how much long? It's, you're just on a destination that has no end. So let me that's ask you a question crazy. right here because I think a lot of people need to hear this. Do you think that most people underestimate their own ability and strength and like their own perseverance? Yeah. Nobody nobody wants to be that uncomfortable to find out. Because mm -hmm. if you're willing to to go through the discomfort, you're going to find out you're capable of way oh, yeah. more than you thought. Nobody, and it ain't nobody, it ain't going to kill you. Nobody wants to be pushed that far and in regular life they don't see a purpose in it. Cuz at at that level that you've been pushed is like such an extreme to the it, it breaks people it'll break people left and right but if you fucking muster up and you fucking push through that motherfucker you'll see ain't nothing ask, to be fucking play with let me ask you a question how many people do you see that were broken mentally versus how many people did you see that were broken physically afterwards Afterwards, I've fucking seen everybody. Everybody I ever met while I was in, all broken mentally. Mm. Every single one. What does that mean? Like, when you say broken mentally, what is that? How, how do you define it? Or what are you seeing? Like, shit. Everybody that I came back with, either dead, homeless, or just fucking whacked out of their mind. Like, can't even sustain a life, can't sustain a job, alcoholic, drug addict, fucking mm -hmm. just self-medicating, like, can't handle just everyday life after being in that kind of environment. And what do you, what do you, so you don't attribute that to boot camp. You're not like, oh, they went through boot camp and that's what fucked them up, right? No, fuck So no. what is it that happens to somebody, like, from what you're seeing, what is it really that happens where they come back and they can't recover from the psychological impact? It's just being at that level of like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's like every, when we went, it was every fucking day you went out, you were killing somebody or trying to kill somebody and they were trying to kill you. Fuck. Not not fucking let's sit on the base. Let's go out this week and see what's going No, every motherfucking day. Every goddamn day I went out, as soon as you left that wire, it was cracking. Like, what's up? Let's go. All right. So so you, you went to Korea, you told us, and then you told us, then they diverted you to Iraq. Where in Iraq were you put? Uh, first time I went to was uh, Ramadi, Fallujah. Fallujah. And we fucking had Route Michigan right there, and that shit was just. We were like, they did the first push, and we were right there, right behind them. 
So we had taken over some old uh, British airbase, and we just took over that shit. We didn't have no chow hall there, no nothing. Like, so what'd you eat? Like the MREs? We had the fucking, I was eating MREs every motherfucking day for a minute. And then there was a chow hall at another base that we had to send the fucking truck to go get food so we could actually get some real food <clears throat> every once in a while and then start shipping food to us. Every day was an MRE, though. Okay, so when you say, like, you get up, <clears throat> so you got a mission, you're going to, you, so when you run these missions, right, you're going to kill somebody, somebody's going to kill you. What time in the morning do these usually start, or do they start <clears throat> at night and you go all night? Uh, just depends. Like, sometimes... Everybody would swap out and we'd get different times. Like, we'd get just, like, you check in, check out. Everybody just gets a certain section for a certain time. And So you're holding a spot? Yeah. So we'll just, like, say I got from fucking, we'll say, you never do, trend, you don't ever want to change during dusk or dawn because mm -hmm. those are the most dangerous hours because when you have night vision, that's like when you're the most vulnerable because it's too bright for your night vision and too dark to see with your eyes. Oh, wow. yeah, that makes so sense. So that's, that's the time that them fools get active and try to get off on their shit. Cause and they know that. They know that. They know that. They know it. What is it that, okay, so then you go out there, oh, show, when it comes time, now are you on a patrol or are you uh, guarding a perimeter? What are you doing? Um, patrol. So we okay. have a sector and we patrol this whole route, Michigan, right? And it's like the main road to get in and out of the city. And fucking, it's just like, when we got there, the whole mother, you couldn't drive. Because if soon as you start driving, fucking boom, boom, boom. You was getting fucked up left and right by IEDs. Every, down the whole Damn. fucking thing. How do they clear? Do they have a? Do that? Did they ever get like an armored vehicle that could handle IEDs to just drive uh, and blow all that shit? Back then, we didn't even have. We fucking just welded metal plates on the side of the truck. Oh shit! Like what we the fuck? Hey, I remember when we first got there, we had fucking trucks that had the fucking canvas sides on that motherfucker. Oh no! No armor at all. Nothing. We was there. That we had fucking started making up our own armor because we were like, these motherfuckers are fucking us up. We got to do something. So we were in the mechanics bay fucking, hey, who knows how to weld? Weld this motherfucker. Let's go. Started welding our own shit. Our turrets, nothing had no fucking, you know how it's. Protection it, yeah, around Yeah, no it. protection, no armor around that motherfucker Meanwhile, at all. Secretary of Defense fucking Donald Rumsfeld, who sent all you guys over there, was like trying to figure out like how much it would cost to send some armored vehicles while you guys are over there fucking welding it and looking eyeball to eyeball to the enemy. Yeah. Like, I remember we had fucking the machine gun on top of the truck, right? Yeah. Didn't even have a, a, a fucking a pivot for it so we just put it on the fucking bipod legs and put sandbags on it oh, and hoped that we could keep it like sturdy when we fucking got to turn the turret and hold Damn, it in dude. place this is 2004 bro dude listen to this You're fucking kidding let me, me get it the enemy figured out with some box cutters and some crazy yeah. fucking dudes to come and take over like an airplane and smash it into like the trade towers which is the heartbeat of american technological financial like systems right the most preeminent right the biggest the premier country the richest wealthiest most defended country in the entire world and then we're like oh okay so 
you're going to attack us? We're going to attack you. And then we send over like rinky dink equipment and expect our boys from Pacoima who are there shedding their blood to try to figure it out while we muster up the right equipment. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's just sideways. As as uh, a lot of times it is. But is it, you, listen, this is what I always think too cuz I'm like, you know, this is why I say this shit. Sometimes I think like and you know, Dan, you correct me if I'm wrong. You were there, but I'm saying sometimes I feel like the military or the the, the Pentagon even they don't necessarily want these wars to end. They don't send the right equipment. Because if, 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 like, in, J- in World War II, when the Japanese were flying fucking planes into our ships and we realized that they were never going to give up, we dropped A-bombs on them. And I'm not suggesting we should do nuclear war, but I'm just saying we did a big move that silenced the debate. Like, yeah. it's over. Like they, you yeah, could, but the, yeah, we weren't gonna play games with them, yeah. right? But, and so, I'm, what I'm saying is, sometimes I feel like we don't send the right equipment, the right weapons, with the right determination to announce to ISIS or the Taliban, no matter how crazy you are, you are gonna get obliterated, and we don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? Does that sound accurate or no? Yeah, oh. it's part of it. It's part of it. Shit, we were just figuring it out still. Like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. We were just. Hey, we're out here? Shit. All right. Hey, you want to make it back? You want to make it back? <laughs> Let's get back home. Right, but that's, and I think that's what he's saying too. Why is it left for the guys on the front line to have to figure it out? Right. You should, you should have been sent with it already figured out for you. Right. We got but, a preeminent, like, recon sense. We, do, we got spy planes that never touch the earth. I mean, in all honesty, right? I don't understand other than in the same way that I believe that the United States really wanted peace in Israel and all that other shit. I guarantee you we could do some things to make it so that like the fight is over. There's some kind of contingency. There's somebody else. I don't know if they see the Middle East as a place where they can try out different weapons and they want to keep this low-grade war or whatever it is going and going. Oh, oh, wait a minute. How 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 about the contracts? That are laid out. Oh, if for this sure. war for takes sure. us ten years, we're gonna make ten trillion dollars. If we ice these motherfuckers right now on year one, another nine years of no making money. What do you think about these private? Gonna drag it out for a while. What do you money. think about Danny? What do you think about these private contractor dudes who aren't even in the military or ex-military? Now they're making a big ass salary and they go over there and do a bunch of shit. Shit, that's a lot of my. A uh, couple of my boys did that. Yeah. They came out like. I told you how much we made. We didn't make shit while we're in there. So like, you go away, and they start giving you more, like a thousand dollars more. You're like, oh my god, I'm rich Mm -hmm. because you ain't spending it. So you come back and you're like, oh my god, this is the most money I've ever had. You're fucking 19 years old. You're like, I got thirty six thousand dollars in the bank. I'm fucking loaded. And then you blow through that motherfucker so fast. You're like, oh, shit, I need to go back and whack some more motherfuckers. Send me back. (laughs) That's what it is. Pretty much. I got to go back and go whack some more. Yeah, that's like like three months rent over in Venice. Shit. (laughs) 36,000. Yeah. That ain't shit. So when you do this Michigan runs, when you do these patrols, right, like... And you're tired. This is I always think about this too, because in the movies, no one's ever fucking tired. Like I'm like, dude, you'd be fucking tired. You haven't slept in eight years. Yeah, you should yeah, be yeah, tired, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, no yeah. one is. But when you're tired, if you are tired, are you tired ever when you do these, these patrols? Fuck yeah. 
How do you stay awake? What What do you do to keep your edge and your fucking senses alert? Fuck. Shit, you don't really have too much of a choice because as soon as... So where we were at, <clears throat> as soon as you drove out and you got on Route Michigan where we were, there's all these streets that run like uh per- not perp- parallel parallel to them so they're all facing the street right yeah so as soon as you drive by there it's known rpg alley as I soon heard. as you go out I read either on the way out or on the way in it's coming you know it's, mm. coming. it's coming and it's fast all you do is fucking see somebody pop up out of one of the fucking areas boop pew, fucking here we go Man, so all you can do is hope at that point, hey, right? So as soon as you fucking you get out, you fucking turn. Everybody's facing that way, and everybody's fucking locked and loaded, facing the direction of the goddamn alley. Mm-hmm. And you're driving, and you're like, you fucking shoot as soon as you see that motherfucker, right? And as soon as they fucking pop up, and you see that RPG, you're a fucking shot, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh fuck, is he gonna get us, oh, motherfucker? Oh, damn, dude. Woo. And then that's, that's how you start your, that's your fucking coffee right there. Yeah, that's your coffee. Damn, dude. Damn. In the first second that you pull out, I literally mean as soon as you get out of the gate, you button hook right and you're right on Michigan. And as soon as you go fucking 20 feet, there's all the houses. Seen some shit on Michigan. Hey, so let me ask you this. What was your first, if, if you don't mind me asking, what was... Can you briefly tell us, in a general way, what was your first experience with seeing casualties? Yeah. Casualties, probably, uh, probably like, my first real shit was probably the first time I killed somebody. That was the first time I was, like, I got, like, up close and everything. Because when I first got there, I was a machine gun guy, so I was like, fuck it. I was up standing up on top of the truck, like waiting for shit to pop off. Right. So I could lay somebody up. And then this fool fucking ran up with his homie, RPG'd us when we were turned around and fucking missed us. And fucking, I just turned the fucking truck around and just fucking just let go on him. And I was like, fuck, did I even hit this motherfucker? Right, right. Because he peeled the corner. How far away were you? What's the distance? Probably like 100 yards. Right. And fucking, as soon as he peeled the corner, I was like, fuck, I didn't even get this motherfucker. So we fucking boogied out, got over there, and fucking, they were like, he's in the courtyard, he's in the courtyard. I was like, what? I was like, shit. They were like, hey, you want to see him? You want to see him? Like, I was like. Really? I was like, hell yeah, let me see this fool. Mm -hmm. So I I had one of the guys come up there, and he had to, like, sit on top with the machine gun. Mm -hmm. I got out of the truck, and I got to see this fool, and I was like fucking just like tripping because it just let this fool have it his whole fucking leg was just laced with bullets all the way up his side and his fucking his leg turned into like jello because all the all the bone in his leg was just disintegrated from the from the bullets how big uh, your machine gun how big was the caliber of the bullets five five six it was soft so that motherfucker's automatic weapon that motherfucker just Let me ask you a question. When you, you're standing up there and the guy pops out, I mean, how long does it take for a guy to pop out and fire off an RPG? Fuck, like 5.5 5 seconds. And do you you feel or hear the thing go by? Oh, yeah. You fucking, you see the puff 
and then you fucking see it coming at you and you're just like you just like are bracing yourself and shooting at the same time you're like oh fuck he didn't get me all right Oh, <laughs> Let's go. Shit. So no matter how tired you were before that, you're awake now. Oh, like, you said, yeah. like that's your oh, coffee. Right. Yeah. Your fucking heart is just racing. You're just like And is it true what they say time slows down? Yeah. Everything fucking just right then and there. You're just looking and you're just like you could see him. You could see the fucking an object coming at you and you're like, oh my God, this motherfucker better Damn. not hit me right now. Damn. This Damn. motherfucker better not hit me right now. Please don't hit me right now. This will be a bad day. Right. And then <clears throat> you you turn around and you cut that dude down and you walk over and you were tripping. But, and that was your first time seeing a casualty. He wasn't even dead too. He was still alive. He was still alive. Did you have to, did you? Did they started trying to put, put aid to his ass oh, and really? they fucking... Uh, it was crazy. They grabbed his leg and tried to put in a brace, and that motherfucker just, like, with where right. your hands weren't, yeah, that right. motherfucker was just mush. Right. Uh, and it just, like, fell, like, just like It was nothing. like a giant Like a thin blanket. S- like, you picked up a blanket yeah, like right, this. Right. Like a thin slice of pizza. It was just sagging. Yeah, right. Exactly. I you was just like. picked it up. And the dude was like, ah! <laughs> I was like, oh, shit! <laughs> I do that? Oh, fuck. Hearts fucking racing, everything's like adrenaline's yeah, fucking yeah, going a million. Hell yeah. Then you start getting fucking like sick, like you get this sick feeling because mm-hmm. your adrenaline starts crashing and you're just like, what the fuck? You're like, whoo. Right. And but that was it. And then what do you, I mean, how many do you have talks with yourself as you're walking back? I mean, obviously, outwardly, you can't be too transparent. You got to just handle your shit because you're with other soldiers and people are doing all this shit and you got to get it done. It's a job. It's either him or you. But like internally, are you having talks with yourself? Like there's a part of you that's like, yeah, I had to do that. And then there's another part of you that's like, man, that was fucking hard. It's hard to see another human being like that. Nope. <laughs> Not at all. Wow. Really? that motherfucker just tried to kill me. Right. Fuck that motherfucker. Right. 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 Fuck. Right. Like I don't even know that motherfucker, <clears throat> but he just tried to kill me. That's all I give a fuck about. Like, right. What? Now no, let me you ask you this. had a choice not to do that. So yeah. fuck you now. Right, right. Right. So let me ask you this. So they try and give him aid. That the, the leg thing ain't working out for the dude. Did somebody just put come up and put a bullet in his head? No, that's, his ass just died. He was he just bled out right there. Yeah, because you got a your biggest arteries in, in your, your leg. leg. Yeah. So if that yeah. thing if that bleeds out enough, it's just that's, that motherfucker was just out of all the holes. That shit was just oozing. Now listen, dude. I, everything. I'm reading the, uh, about the Civil War, and a lot of times people once someone's dead, they run, go through the pockets or grab a little trophy. Did anybody do that? Nah, they didn't do that shit. That was like the that was like one of the first kills that we had in our sector since we got there. So everybody was just kind of like figuring out all the shit like the protocol and everything so everybody was kind of like didn't know what to do at that point do you hey let me ask you something did you come up on a fucking did you did you ever find like some gold a kilo of fucking heroin like Uh, tell me about some shit you saw like that dude they stopped we stopped this motherfucker one time Mm -hmm. he had american money and he had a shit ton like hundreds of thousands of dollars what? in American, American money. Really? Oh yeah. So we Wait, fucking, where did he we have able it? To tax we booked where did, his ass. Where did yeah. he have where did he have it? Like was he carrying it in, in his the bag? truck. He had it in his truck hidden underneath all these packages. And we were just like at that time everybody was getting jammed up. So 
If we just you looked at us and you looked funny, like fuck it, kid over here, motherfuckers, we jam right, you up, right, 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 shake right. down, fool. right, 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 <laughs> shake his ass down. Yeah, and like, hell yeah. Whoa. What did he say it was from? We fucking locked his ass up, took him away. Fucking, he was like, I'm missing like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 like, shut up, you guys are lying, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Shut your ass up. How many, like, how many people did you have to split up with? <laughs> Everybody was just like. I don't you know what a that bonus. was talking about. Yeah, exactly. 10,000. You know yeah, how they lie. Yeah, you know how they lie. lie. Man, he don't even know how to count American dollars. Right. <laughs> he fucking double counted. So. I like to think if I was in that situation, I'd be out there on a jack move. Hey. Anybody who looked like they had money, I'd be robbing their ass. That's I mean, true. yeah. But nobody, that's unheard of over there. You were like, you don't see motherfuckers with American, American money, money. And then um, that amount. Right. You're like, this motherfucker's on some bullshit. He's like mm-hmm. either doing some kind of thing Arms. or he's on some fucking, or he's on some covert shit for, you know, moving, you know, for Saddam Americans. Hussein's, no, moving Saddam Hussein's. Those, you know, a lot of transactions that are illegal and counter uh, ops and all that shit, it's done in American dollars. They said that, that, that Saddam Hussein had like warehouses full of pallets of American money just for backup in the event that shit went down. Shit, his palaces were sick too. Did you ever go in one of those? Yeah, we we got to go visit the palaces and everything because that was a uh, part of another sector that we used to go to. Yeah, that shit was crazy. He had his palace, and then he had like a man-made lake, and he had other like ha- like nice ass house like palaces, little mini palaces right. around the lake. No, they called those were for his sisters and yeah, his guest, family. The guest cabin, the guest palace. That shit is wild. You're just like. <laughs> This, this, like, it was like a city in LA, right? Mm-hmm. But it was just his compound. <sighs> and so when you're, when you go to the palace and then you're like seeing all that shit and you're like from Pacoima, like, what do you think? You're like, man, this motherfucker. You're like, what the, where the fuck am I? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> what the fuck? How the fuck did I get here? <laughs> did you take like a shit in his palace? Oh, I did everything <laughs> I could. <laughs> I was looking for the gold toilet and all that. I was about to take the seat. Yeah, yeah fucking yeah, seat. Y'all don't need this. Hover. Mm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's crazy. You imagine going to a palace? I couldn't, man. I couldn't. That's crazy. Saddam, and that's just one of his palaces. Yeah. Hey, well, were they still looking for him? I can't remember, but was he still on the lamb? Like, was he still running around living in a spider hole or whatever it was at that time? Shit. Actually, I don't even remember. I, I believe so. Because I was fucking, I was just so worried and like, fucking trying to just stay alive at that time i was like this shit is crazy because you've seen at that time like i told you we didn't have no armor so fucking they were setting up these ieds and they were fucking just obliterating the trucks like anybody was in it you're just fucking you didn't have a chance you couldn't fight somebody you can't see hey and right, at, at right, that right. time too i thought they remember saddam hussein had his henchman was named chemical ali and remember, they were worried about like bio fucking warfare or chemical warfare. Yeah. Did you have to wear any suits and, and practice putting on your hazmat? Fuck yeah, they fucking had us do all that dumbass shit. Damn. That shit was terrible, too, because it's like 120 degrees. You put that fucking mask on, and you're like, fuck this, just kill me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. They, they say I, that if you even have to wear that shit, it's not going to work anyways. Anyways, right. right. You know, I'm, and I'm, I, I would imagine that you got to hear some of the horrors that this guy imposed on his own people. Who, Saddam Hussein? Right. Like, <sighs> like you, you got to see... I yeah, mean, but, they only let us know certain things, but, yeah, like, but that, that shit is... Shit. 
that shit's needed there. Like the fucked up part about it is that part of the country and part of the world was ruled that way because that's all those people respect. Those people don't respect you just for respect. They respect you only if they fear you. So mm-hmm. unless they fear you, they can't respect you. Otherwise, they're gonna run a game on. They're you. gonna they they're gonna play you. Don't get played. They're gonna play you. Hey, did you meet any Kurds? Cause yeah, we worked with Kurds. So see, listen, this is what I'm trying to get to, man. Them fools are bang for us. Right. So what do you think about when Trump was like, yeah, let Turkey kill the Kurds? He fucked up because those fools were right. I fought with those fools and they were right by my side like, fuck these motherfuckers. Let's get them. No shit. Hey, they were down. They were down for it. Like, they're not playing around. They were on our side over there right by my side just bucking like, let's get them. They were about it too. So see what I'm saying? Like, Chemical Ali... Saddam was saying the Kurds are so fucking tough that he gassed the shit out of those fools just to wipe them out because they were resistance against Saddam Hussein. The same Kurds are over, some of them are over in Syria duking it out. And Syria's fucked up. And let me tell you something uh, Bashar, that dude who runs Syria, he's gassed a lot of motherfuckers over there. So when Trump made the deal with uh, Turkey, who hates the Kurds, mm-hmm. Those are our allies. Those are guys that were fighting alongside Danny against Saddam Hussein. They fucking lost soldiers. They shed blood because it was a common cause. Right. And then in one failed swoop. So, so Dan, 2004, we got 10, 15, 15 years, right, of this ally, a blood brother. Right. Right? Somebody who's down with you uh, on a lot of different shit in this area. And in the span of one phone call, Trump just burned all that up piece of shit honestly fuck trump man i just burned it up it's a piece of shit man that's That's, fucked up yeah i could imagine i guarantee you somewhere over there there was somebody that was still teamed up with one of the kurds and they just probably looked at each other like hey uh they ain't, got nothing, they ain't got nothing to do with me, homie. <laughs> that yeah. ain't me, bro. Gonna chill out. Be cool. You still got my back. You guys got green light now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, man. No, absolutely that's what Dan said. Oh, you heard man. the you heard the man. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. It's just dirty no, that's business, what bro. That's, dirty business, and that's all that dude's up to. Danny and Danny Danny's saying something true because uh there are soldiers that have come out and they've been like, I fought with the Kurds. That's a higher level political bullshit. I don't have anything to do with that. I fought alongside the Kurds or allies. I stand by them no matter what. Yeah, they're they're over there putting it down. How does it? Let me ask you a different question. Now that we're on this kind of topic, how does a guy who's got to lay his life on the line and his buddy's life on the line, how does a guy deal with political bullshit at the top that's making decisions for you? Fuck, we don't even worry about that. We just know that we're there. We just got to handle our job, do what we got to do. Because you get caught up in all the bullshit. You know what I mean? It's like athletes, like. If they paid attention to what everybody said about them in Sports Center, they would fucking wouldn't be able to play. Right. Yeah, right. but you, you know almost what? have to tunnel vision it. Yeah. No, but so like, yeah, that's true. But there's a danger there, and I'm not talking about political, like the country, what people who don't know anything about it say. I'm talking about like Donald Rumsfeld. I'm talking about Dick Cheney, guys who are making decisions on your life, right? Making decisions, pushing a button, and sending you places. To fight with people and against people that you don't really know, but it's costing you. And 
you start to like at the beginning you don't question a lot of the questions like 911 i got to imagine when 911 hits and you go over there you get yelled at and da, 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 and you get all the way to the right. all of that makes sense to you you're like i got to become a soldier i got to get hardened i got to give up these luxuries i got to fight and even when you get to iraq and you don't have all the equipment quite yet i got to imagine like you said we're figuring it out it's just started so of course we don't know what's what but uh, but there's got to come a point in time where the guy at the top you know is full of shit and yeah. you're like, that guy, even even generals, maybe we won't say any names, but let's just say, like higher up, when you got that that core of dudes who went to West Point, never actually had a hard day in their life, but they're making decisions on your life. Yeah, that shit happens all the time out there. How do you deal with that? You just ignore it? Yeah, you should. Some like you probably bitch about it here and there but you're just like fuck you can't think about it like like i said every fucking day somebody's trying to kill you so you got your heads in the clouds you're you ain't gonna coming get home right your homie ain't coming home you see how fucked up that situation is in a sense i mean and i don't mean to say this in the sense that we don't need soldiers and i love the military and i appreciate the service but what i'm talking about is the system of decision making that's set up if you think about it, Danny, who's doing some heavy lifting, mm -hmm. right? Danny's doing some heavy lifting and a lot of shit that a lot of people are never going to do. They ain't even going to do it. But they put a guy like that in a situation where his life is threatened so he can't spend too much time thinking about how this whole thing is laid out. Mm -hmm. He's got to deal with the crocodiles closest to the boat, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, sure. but the problem is, is those guys at the top that he can't spend time worrying about because he's got to deal with the crocodiles close to the boat are the ones that are determining where the boat's going to go. So let me ask you, where did this whole thing come from, this concept of West Point? Because we can just go as far back as Grant, the Civil War. At that point in time, the dudes that were becoming generals and guys that were, were guys that had to go fight in the war and see action it was these guys that made it through these horrible awful fights bro and were able to somehow make it through their life that got promoted no up. no not at all in fact it's the complete opposite so you're right see grant's a special case grant squeaked into west point because he had a relative or something like that and he was kind of a loser like grant was a fucking loser from the beginning he had to marry an ugly bitch that's how losers. What I, but, but what <laughs> I'm getting clear on is is is, is how they, they figure we're gonna educate somebody to drive this car, opposed to we're gonna take a soldier that's been successful and he's gonna make the decision. Well, let me put it to you this way: so they did have West Point, okay? So they had West Point at that time. General Lee and Grant were classmates. The guy who was running the South and the guy who was running the North. They were all those generals were in the same class and they were learning not how to drive the horse cart because back then it was that or the cannon. But what they were learning was strategy and they would read about like Waterloo and they would read all this shit about Napoleon. Back then the French were the cutting edge fucking strategists in war and all this shit because the cavalry and fucking Napoleon almost took over the world. So that's where the generals would go and learn about tactics, pinch your moves like, oh, you know. From the left flanking. side, yeah, Flanks. exactly, flanking yeah. and all this other kind of bullshit. Most of those guys were political fucking wombats. Like, most of them were just raised on a rich tit. They went to West Point. They learned the tactics, but they ain't never been in the field. They didn't do anything. Now, the thing about 
uh, Grant was he fought in the Mexican-American War, like, firsthand. And he, he distinguished himself for keeping a cool head. That was his whole thing. Everyone else would flip out when brain goo and fucking bones and shit. We already talked about that. So the point is, is so that's always been the case. That goes back to Rome. You're always going to have a king, mm-hmm. right, who hasn't really been down in the, in the, in the trenches, mm-hmm. who's going to be calling some shots. And a Marcus Aurelius. Exactly. Marcus Aurelius, the last of the great emperors. Julius Caesar. Now, the generals who distinguish themselves always, bar none, look it up in history, motherfucker, are the generals who are able to understand the common soldier. Right. That's the one. They can go to West Point. They can be politically connected like Mattis, Mad Dog Mattis. You can tell by the way Mad Dog Mattis carries himself that he understands the spirit and he understands like who his soldiers are and how to talk to them. Same thing with Patton, right? Mm-hmm. They are not bloviating, pontificating, fat motherfuckers with too many fucking medals on their chest, you know, polishing shit and gold braids and then telling their little, you know, little minions to go over here and go over there and don't understand what the realities on the ground are. That's what I mean when I talk about Donald Rumsfeld. I don't think that he had a grasp, or if he did, it's even worse, of what the realities for you guys in Fallujah were on the ground. Nah, they're just thinking about money. So that's what I'm saying. There you go. But the problem is, is that, so, so, so Danny has a, a legit, like, I would say like a valiant, like spirit to say like, I'm going to defend my country. And based on that, he goes over to a place where he's pitted against an enemy who's going to take his life or he's going to protect his buddy in his life, his battle buddy, right? Yeah. Part of the psychology of the whole thing is they get you paired up with somebody so that you care about the guy next to you so much. That's what drives you most of the time. All that fancy shit about principles and values, it's somewhere in there. But in the heat of battle, it's about your closest dudes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so it's really about the commanders that can understand what the guys are facing at the ground level that really inspire the troops. That's what Julius Caesar would do. He would camp with his... He would camp with them, and he would fight with them. Like, he would fight in the front. And anytime that they started getting weakened, and just imagine if a Schwarzkopf or somebody like that actually came down to Fallujah and went on patrol with you Oh, guys. yeah, the, the morale boost that shit would give. That would give guys hard on, like, fuck it, let's go. Right. This motherfucker's here? Oh, let's get it. Right. Exactly. Yeah, but that shit is fucking far and few between that you even see some bullshit like that. That's awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we got a, another special guest coming in right now. Esteban Oriol, the man, the legend. <laughs> he plays a humble one, but his fucking pictures are known around the world. He's got the L.A. fingers up. I've seen this guy. Let me tell you something about Esteban. I've seen this guy give a master's class at, like, hotels on his photography. Like, people, like, men and women sit in the seats to hear this dude talk about pictures he took like 10 years ago, 20 years ago, right? Am I wrong? No, you're right. Yeah. Out of photograph. Listen, and by the way, if it wasn't for Esteban, I wouldn't have Danny here. Danny's the, Esteban was the link to introduce me and told me about Danny in the first place. It's an incredible story. So, <laughs> dude, his story is so incredible, Esteban, that we barely just got to Fallujah. We've been talking for an hour and a half, and we barely just we got haven't to- even got to post war yeah. and the next step of the his, his journey. We're just still in just firefights, scratching the surface. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, let's let the audience know that Esteban is here. 
Yeah, there he is. Esteban Oriol, at Esteban Oriol on Instagram, www.estebanoriol.com. Man, come on, you guys. Get on. The hottest photographer in Los Angeles been for the last 30 years. Okay. My man. Mm-hmm. 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 Is it? What? It was sunny. Yeah, it's raining now. What the What the hell? Is it? Damn. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How do we pronounce his name? Big G from France is over here. Works with Esteban. It's another hot photographer. These guys. What's your Instagram? G Bunel. G Bunel at G Bunel. You hear All that? Right. Es- you hear right. that, Esteban? That's the ring. Nothing but badass, man. I th- when I get up in the morning and I check my Instagram, I, f- I get up early. I check these dudes first off because I want to look at some good pictures and get inspired. Wait, this dude is from France? Yeah. Hey, oui, comment, oui, oui. comment allez-vous? Oh, yeah, d'accord, d'accord. D'accord, d'accord, d'accord. Listen, I've been all through France. I've been through Vouvray, Biarritz, all through the south of France. I love France. Qu'est-ce que c'est? France, they, I heard that they could do some good wine over there. Is that true? They do good wine in France? Yeah, the best wine How in long have you been in the United States? Uh, now, like two months. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been three times in, in L.A. Three times in L.A.? Yeah. They make good French fries over there. Ah, dude. <laughs> I heard they got do good French, <laughs> French onion dip, too. I heard they fucking blow that out of the French water. French dressing? Oh, you better that, believe like it. French bulldogs. Hey, that French dressing, that's not even really French dressing, right? <laughs> that's bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's pissed dude, off. Dude, you want to piss off a Frenchman, stop making fun of their food. Yeah, exactly. Right? Dude. Right. Hold on a second. <laughs> what? Hey, sparkling water over there, too. I want to get this guy on the mic. Hey, come over here and get on this mic for a second. All right, do you ever, uh, you drink that, uh, what's the water? Perrier. Perrier? You drink that Perrier? Yeah, for sure. uh okay and so you've been in la have you been with any american women go no wow he's not french he's not french i thought you french dudes are like like, have you been with any american dudes then oh yeah have you been with american men no 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 No. i thought the french dudes were like uh you guys could seduce any kind of a woman i mean what's the story why haven't you uh gotten any american chicks yeah, for sure, because I just follow my big brother, Esteban, and then we go all over the city taking photos and shit, you know. So Listen, let me tell you something. You're doing a disservice to Esteban because Esteban's married, bro, and he's got a he's contingent got a- of women that are just circling around him trying to get to that L.A. Fingers penis and <laughs> he needs somebody that he can live vicariously through and it's you you're a young man you know you're not fat you're a good looking dude how many women when are you going back to france uh maybe next week next week so you got seven days <laughs> you got set days brother to uh set days. yeah to 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 stab some american vagina mm-hmm. right and and also let esteban like live through your story 
<laughs> Gee, I'll That's bring right. one right down. I'll have her handle you right there in the sound booth. You Listen, want me to call one to, over? I have, to say, I have to okay. say all this for Esteban because he's too much of a gentleman himself to say it all. And he's obviously in love with his wife. I could see that the other night. Clearly, I'm there's gonna only call one. a little piece of chicken down here for him right now. All right, we're gonna take hey, this hey, taken poulet. care of right now. A little bit of poulet, right? A poulet roti, little birthday yeah, cake, poulet. little birthday cake. Any listeners out there that are, are interested to find out what French Rod is like? Listen, what's your name? French G. Hot Rod. G. G? G Rod. J E E. J E E. G. Is it like G? G, motherfucker. O G. Did you know that was an American name? We got guys over here named O G. Ouija. Ouija. Oui. G. Huh? Ouija. That is not sexy. Sean, that is not sexy. What are you doing? You see this man with his lumberjack? Is it not sexy, right? He could never fuck any French bitches, no? Oh, damn. Is that true? Is that true? Yeah, maybe you have to change his style for uh, friends. You know? yeah, yeah, you have to uh, change your style. I can't... Uh, this is not intellectual. What are you? This is not... This is, you never go to the Sorbonne. Uh, I can't uh, handle this. Maybe I'll buy a beret. There you go. All right. <laughs> Goes to the hat. All right. Well, thank you, G. We're right. listening. Uh, uh, we're go back to the story here with Zanny. Where were we? Where were we at with you? Right Danny, now. I'll tell you right now. Danny just wrapped up talking about how he turned a dude's leg to jelly. Yeah. Never felt bad about it because the motherfucker shot an RPG at him. So it was like either you or me, motherfucker. And that was his first time. And how long were you then running these missions? That time it was a year. So for a year, every day it was just nonstop. And that was like when they first started trying to push democracy on them fools. So that was, we had to set up for the voting shit. The oh, very shit. first time they ever voted was when we were there. And that shit was crazy. Like you just sat there and you had these motherfuckers coming to vote. And they were like terrified because they were like, fuck these motherfuckers going to watch us vote. And they're going to smoke us after <laughs> because we're doing shit the American way. So you're fucking sitting there and you're just sitting target, pulling security, waiting for these fools to pop off. And then all of a sudden shit just breaks off. Fucking, you'll hear the mosque. Etaba, etaba, etaba. And you'll hear it like through the city echoing. And the fucking sun starts just to set. And you're just like, oh, that. And then, like I told you, they know that's the best time to get at us because night vision is at its worst because the sun's up enough so your night vision don't work and it's not bright enough for your eyes to just work was that kind of what it sounded like yeah but there's a smell to it i smell it do you smell it that smell what's it smell, what's it smell like? like it smelled like wet dirt i smell it, it smell like old like water that just been sitting there for a week like cave old cave puddle like water a body that's been laying in that water shit. though i smell it. it smells like shit and then the fucking sun is just that little bit of the sun's left and it's beaming in your eyes <clears throat> but it's not not down enough so you could see and there it goes it starts cracking right there Man, it's crazy. That, dude, bro. that teacher's transported me right there. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's it, let me. So let hey, me ask and you. And that shit will like you. That shit happens, and everything turns quiet, and nothing's moving. You don't hear a fucking thing. You can hear a pin drop, and that's when you're like, 
That's when everybody's inside, right? You're like, everybody went inside, everybody tucked away. You're like, here it comes. Right, you're just, right. you're just that reminds ready. me of when Lepke got shot up and then it was just quiet on the street. That reminds me of like when you walk into a big ass dorm or somewhere or hit a yard and it's dead silent. You know something's it's uh, just yep, about the yeah, crack. That's yep. the most dangerous sound there is. No is sound. when it's silent. Yep. Let me ask you this, Danny. So how many years do you spend there? That time I spent a year. Then we come back. When you say come back, come back to America? Yeah. Really? So, so fucking, we do that for a year. And then uh, they tell us, oh, the base that you were at in Korea no longer exists. We gave it to uh, the North, the Koreans to, to hold up now. Because I was stationed on the DMZ. Yeah. So, like, from my room, every morning at 5 in the morning, you would just hear the propaganda from North Korea. Wow. Every morning, that was that same. It. That was that same DMZ where uh, Trump walked across the thing to shake hands with exactly. you know Jom Jum Jing or whatever. Right, fuck right, 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 right. Like you'd fucking run up this hill, right? It's called Magic Mountain, and it was <laughs> like this fucking. I was. They were like, "Oh yeah, I got there. I was a PT stud. I was like, I'll smoke all these fools, whatever." Mm-hmm. Got there, they took me this fucking hill. This hill was so steep, it was like you were looking at the mountain as you're running up it. Damn. Damn. And you just run up this hill, and I'm like, these motherfuckers are trying to kill me. <laughs> I thought I was in shape. Right, right, So we right. get to the top of this fucking hill, but the whole street has these landmine signs. <laughs> so you can't even go off of the street. Fuck. Because there's still live landmines. Right. So you go all the way to the top, and there's this old fucking like, uh, nursery, and it's all glass, and they call, we call it the birdhouse because it's up top and you could see the whole mountain and you could literally see into North Korea and see the gigantic North Korean flag. And you could hear the propaganda Oh, yeah, you could hear the fucking propaganda going off. So the whole city can hear it. No, just us right there. Really? Yeah. Man. And so you'll see the fucking rock army, the Korean army, these motherfuckers be running. There'd be snow on the ground. They have boots, pants, shirts off, and some fool with a big ass bamboo shoot in the back. Anybody falls out of line, boom! That motherfucker's cracking. They're running a tight hey, program. Did you? Yeah. What were you eating over in Korea, man? Did you eat anything cool? Dog. Did you eat dog? <laughs> did you eat dog? <laughs> you eat dog? Yeah. I heard I black dog. dog is the best. That's the only dog you could have. It's black dog. Yeah. So fucking, we we go over there. I got there, right? Yeah. And they're like, hey, this is your duty station. Da, 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 da. And they're like, actually, give me your paperwork back. Yeah. I go, all right. They're like, actually, these guys are going to Iraq in a couple months, so you're going with them. We changed your paperwork. Pew. Shot me over there. I was like, ain't this about a bitch? Damn. I go, all right, fuck it, let's go. Got there. There was a sergeant waiting for me. He's like, hey, I go, where's everybody at? They're like, Oh, they're on vacation right now because we're going to Iraq as soon as they come back. I go, oh, okay. But he's like, but we'll have a good time until they get back. I go, fuck it, let's do it. Yeah. So we go out. In take, South Korea. In South Korea. What do you do, man? Did the girls go crazy over you in South oh, Korea? It was crazy over there. They had drinky girls, juicy girls, whatever they call Juice? them. Juicy? Mm-hmm. It's like prostitutes everywhere. Like yeah. you go to the bar. You have a bitch comes up to you and she says, "Hey, you buy me drinky? You buy me drinky? You go, you buy me juice? They literally buy them juice. 
And then what happens? Shit. Then you take it from there. You want motherfuckers getting topped off right there on the couch. <laughs> yeah. Drinking their drink. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hey. Right. Because they just want to get the sale of the juice, right? That shit. That fool's getting domed up right there. After no, but but the, the bar just wants you to, them to do whatever they can to sell a juice. That's the intro. Right. No, no, okay. no. That's just the setup. Like, you know how like sometimes okay. when you like you go to places and you're like, oh, I'm going to dance with this chick. And yeah. you go, it's not. That's just their setup, right? Yeah, that's the that's the intro. Like, here, buy this juice, and then okay, uh, got it. That's buy this made, juice, that means and that you're on board. You buy the juice, something's going down. And you, do you pay the them, juice? or would somebody else come by and collect the money? Fuck no, you pay them. Okay, and All then right. they they'll fucking motherfucker would get topped off right there, get yeah. dick sucked right yeah. there, while oh. everybody's just drinking at the bar, hanging out. Yeah, or, you buy a juice or, and then you let loose. Yeah, or they take them to the back. Put you in the shower, wash you off, finish take you off, you, and take, then wash you off. Take you down. So let's let so so okay. Not you. I don't know. Obviously, you're a, you're a married man, and you you're very loyal. But guys might go there, get a little juice, and then after the juice, they decide let's eat some dog. Nah, fuck no. <laughs> I, I got so fucked. Segway. I got there. They, they gave me. He was like, "Hey, I got some shit for you too to try. <laughs> some shit called soju." I was like, "What the soju, fuck is this?" Soju. Hey, I was. That's like, the oh. name. That's the name of an organic juice drink over here in the United States. Oh yeah, that's soju. What was it over there? It's liquor. It's liquor. But it's okay. like over there, they don't have like the same kind of shit here. Like, there's no such thing as proofs and all that shit. Right. Ooh. These motherfuckers are selling five gallon drums for ten dollars. I said, give me two of those. Damn. Right? I was 19 years old. Put them in my wall locker. They came to check my room to do inspection. They're like, Salazar, why you have two five gallons? Of soju and your ass is only nineteen. I go, ain't no fucking age here. He goes, you're on the base. There's an age on the base. I go, well, how about I give you one and you don't say shit. He goes, all right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck it. So, so the soju shit gets you faded. Killed. Yeah. What is soju back. made out of, man? I think it's like a rice, rice liquor. Wine? Okay. Like a, a rice distilled, wine. Like a yeah. distilled. It's like a vodka. I thought no, you were gonna tell is. me he's got some shit and soju was like some powder and he's like, here, do a line of this. <laughs> nah, he fucking gave us that. Hey, Korean cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> that shit, but that shit ain't normal. Like that shit wasn't like you can't even read the writing. Right. They're right. just like here. You, you might go blind. For all you know. Yeah. You the might shit go blind. Is just like in some fucked up ass looking bottle. You're right, like, right, right. You know right. that shit is bath made up, by bath up mom gin. And, yeah, mom pop just got done yeah. cooking this bath. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah, like Bruno. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, essentially. Some old dude in a diaper with like work socks to smash in the mashup. A little rice, a little yeah, yeast. Exactly. Right. Hey, and right next to our base was a dog farm too. Get the fuck uh, really? out of here. So you just hear roo, 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 all the time. And every so often you hear the You're like, oh, there's dinner. What, yeah. so, 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 how, so how do you stumble upon the dog? How does that happen? Is it like so a taco go, truck? You're nah, like, oh, fuck no. I go out. <laughs> I get fucked up with this fool that he's showing us around. On Korean Puno. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to take you guys to eat. And we fucking go to this little ass fucking dirty ass looking fucking restaurant. I'm like, what the fuck? He's like, this place is great. (laughs) (laughs) Best St. Bernard you ever had. This side of Texas. He puts another fucking, he puts a fucking, uh, another bottle of soju Soju. in front of us after we've already been partying all night, Mm -hmm. fucking wilding out. And so we're just pounding that. Me and this other fool, brand new too. 
and we're like, fuck it. He's like, I got you. I'll order the food. <laughs> oh, Don't hell worry. no. Hey, how do you? That's what ain't going to happen. Hey, you know, no, no, no. You, you know, he looked up at the menu and he's like, Don't worry, I got you. Okay, we'll take three orders of Labrador. <laughs> yeah. With a side of chow. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey. So, hey, okay, so what, the meat what, came. What did it look like? They like fried the motherfucker. So oh, it looked yeah. like cubed up Milanese steak. Okay. Like, yeah. Like battered fried meat cubes. Yeah. Oh. And I was just sick, just listening. I nah. smashed that shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm starting to salivate. You're like cleaning up other dudes. You going to eat that right there? Gonna... Hey, the motherfucker didn't tell us until the next day. Of course. Oh, no. So I just smashed that motherfucker. I was like, oh, yeah, this is fucking Was bomb. it, hey, was it, was it like. Gamey. Out of puke. Was it gamey? gamey. It was gamey. Did it did gamey it taste like did it taste like Alpo? No. Hey, dude, was it did it was it fatty? Like was it fatty? No, nah, it was lean. lean. It was like oh, it was like overcooked lamb. You know how overcooked dude, lamb tastes like, yeah. like, like like you're like I'm gonna fucking taste the 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 shit he just ate or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tastes like, a, mil- tastes damn, like a milk bro. bone. Yeah. Tastes like a milk bone. Nah, yeah. dude. I, I'm Hell. vegan. I'm vegan and I'm still thinking like, man, that's the one I try. I should have tried that before I swore off meat, man. Go I ahead would try on. it. Listen, you know what, man? All that shit is so arbitrary. It's not even funny. You could eat a dog. You could eat a horse. You, could, I mean, it's all the same thing. Four-legged animal. It, it, it's an animal, and I, I don't know why people get so crazy about it. I do, I, you know. I'm one hey, of those guys that hey, just that don't work for me. Like a if, cat or a dog, I ain't trying to eat that. I'm trying to pet mm-hmm. it. Hey, if right. but See, if, I'll pet if, it, then if eat that's it. the last thing you have to eat. Oh, all sure. right sure sure yeah but see steve's like i ain't ever in that scenario steve's saying like <laughs> i ain't gonna be there yeah but i'm saying like out of respect for the concept like listen you can pet a cow there's a lot of fur on a cow i love cows i'm right, having a problem eating beef these days that's too. what i'm saying uh, and now look at i'm passing me that burrito over there oh, i'm <laughs> vegan because i don't I, I i don't believe in hurting animals anymore but i used to hunt my ass off yeah. And I kill them, whatever, whatever, lamb even, like whatever. I'll kill it, butcher it, eat it. I got no problem with that just because, I mean, that's what lions are doing. You look at a wolf. I just, yeah, I love the whole primal sort of eating an animal. Right. Like, but I was just telling somebody the other day because I'm American Indian, and there's a lot of that to that. There's a primal kind of like, Right, and there's kind of a vibe like somehow if you ingest the thing, you kind of ingest the power of the thing into your system as oh, well. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, but you know what the thing is is I've been thinking a lot about it because because I, I am vegan, and you know on the American Indian way, they always had like two things going simultaneously. One was you're gonna eat this thing and you're gonna get its energy, its power, whatever. But the Indians always had like a ritual or some kind of way of demonstrating respect for the animal, right? And the reason why is because they inherently in the human being, in the tribal human being even, they knew there was something unfair about killing a deer with an arrow even. Something inherently unfair that I got to take your life and eat it. The situation that the American Indians were in at that time, they had to do it. So the best way that they could like mediate or alleviate or atone for what was going on was to say, I got to kill you. I'm going to give you mad props, though. I'm going to respect you because I'm going to kill you and eat you. So one thing to think about is it is traditional to hunt and eat and have that primal thing. Even at its darkest hour, at its most primal, that, that person still also acknowledged there was an inherent injustice in doing it. 
and had to pay us some kind of respect. So now that I'm vegan, I think it's more traditional now to say like, now that I'm in an era of technology where I don't have to kill anything to eat it, I can then pursue wholeheartedly the respect part Preserving. of the American Indian for the living things and the living creatures and even be maybe in a better harmony with, with my surroundings in that regard. It's just as primal as killing and eating. Yeah. I'm going to fuck up some meat still. <laughs> that is a great fucking pitch. I mean, I yeah, know it's not it a is. pitch. It's your it's your reality. But I mean, like, that, that should be on a vegan commercial. You'll have half yeah. the world follow you with that one. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so, all right. So you eat some dog. You know, you watch some dudes buy some juice and let loose. And then you go back to Iraq? No. So that was, that was where I was before I went the first time. So then uh. we, we got done with Iraq. And then they tell us, oh, we're not going back to Korea. We're going to Colorado now. We're like, Is that like... It is like you, Korea. When, when, you, find out, when you find out you're going back to U.S. soil, <laughs> is that kind of like... Uh, I mean, is that a big sigh of relief? Like, <sighs> At that point, it's like, you're like, fuck. Like, now you know where you're going. You're like, all right, every day you're just like, don't get killed right before you go. Right, back. right, like, right. Don't right, get killed. That's like now. that's like that's like when you're rolling. It's like yeah, rolling. it's like yeah, rolling. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. fuck that! I'm eating my soups in here. I'm yeah, not yeah. fucking with the chow hall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden, all yeah. of when you get to the chow hall, that's when everybody sees each other. Let's go. <laughs> all of a sudden, Danny's wearing that hazmat. Your shit up. He's yeah. wearing that hazmat suit and a bulletproof vest. He's like, yeah. man, I got three weeks <laughs> to get back home. I ain't about to die. Yeah, you're counting your days, then. Hey, when you go, when you so like, it's fucked up though because Korea. Korea, they have mountains that are like straight up and down. Colorado's got the Rocky Mountains, which are pretty Fuck. much straight up and down too. Yeah, that motherfucker's. They just got you on the mountains. Yeah, it's yeah. fucked up. And it's fucking freezing as a motherfucker yeah. over there too. Yeah, but let me. Hey, so what? So when you would butt, you're going back to Colorado. What was the first thing you were like, man? When I get back to Colorado, I'm gonna fucking put the smash down on blank, blank, blank. <laughs> I was just putting in work every which way. Yeah, we going out. <laughs> we, hey, we went there. We fucking just tore the whole city up. <laughs> <laughs> like they were like oh these motherfuckers is tripping <laughs> i swear we got back everybody was fucking acting up motherfuckers were robbing and pillaging the city yeah and they were just like what the fuck did you guys just bring here because <laughs> we came from korea korea was already crazy like, right it was like a, a whole nother country so we hadn't known how to act for so years what kind of what kind of shit did people get into fucking motherfuckers were killing like like we came back that if you look it up you could find the shit on on us all right what was it it was a uh, alpha company first of 506 colorado springs we came back and there was i kid you not probably like eight ten motherfuckers that were with me that fucking lost it they were just robbing pillaging fucking fucking up the whole city they didn't want nothing to do with us they were like Take these motherfuckers somewhere else. Really? Damn. 506? Yeah, first of the 506. So we fucking, when we came back to, they said, oh, we're going to change this shit out. So they changed our whole fucking shit. We were no longer first of the 506. They changed us to 212, and they sent 506 to Kentucky, right? Mm -hmm. Our our name, right? Our mm -hmm. logo. And so we fucking got switched out. So we looked like we were then can turned into a unit that hasn't been activated in like hundred like 
probably 50 years, right? 25 years, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So we looked like we were all brand new, never been to Iraq. So what'd they do? Hey, uh, we need you to go back to Iraq. Yeah, yeah. You ain't never been to Iraq. Right. Hold on, what do you mean? We just got here. Did you hear about that dude with the RPG? <laughs> like, what? They said, yeah, look at This unit has never been to Iraq, so y'all got to go back. Oh, shit. So everybody got, like, you're supposed to have years of being back so you can reacclimate and not come out. So they double dipped you. Yeah, so everybody fucking, as soon as we got back, we started training and go right back. Damn. Dude, check this out. Where their head was at, so he was talking about the 506 in Colorado Springs. And motherfucking uh, the New York Times has got an article about it. And this is just <clears throat> the first paragraph. I'm just going to read you the first paragraph, and then everything else you can just imagine. 506 Infantry Colorado. The, it quote, the wounded platoon, quote, opens with the death of an American soldier. He had been in Iraq, but he didn't die there. That soldier specialist, Kevin Shields, survived combat, only to be killed in Colorado Springs after a night of drinking with three Army buddies. I mean, was that what you were talking about? Yeah. Like, that shit was normal, though, for us. Damn. You imagine? It's crazy, bro. You go Make to, it out of Iraq. Yeah. Get killed in Colorado You're Springs. fucking eating dog, blowing up fucking Iraqis, yeah. heading on Kurds, taking the shit at Saddam's palace. You fucking, three weeks, you're going to be back in Colorado Springs. You duck all the bullets and all the RPGs. You eat all the fucking MREs, all that bullshit. You get all the way back to Colorado Springs, which, by the way, is on the you west. Die in the parking lot of Sal's fucking bar. Yeah, you die at a tavern parking lot. That's crazy. That shit is That's why life what is fucked up. Wrong with you guys? That's why I never leave the house. I just stay in a fucking room. I don't. I just stare at the wall, man. I ain't trying to go out there. They, yeah, they didn't know how to reintegrate us because we were like the first. You know what I mean? They were just like, "All right, you're back. Here, here's some money. You're back. Go back to normal shit." And after you just been killing motherfuckers or having somebody trying to kill you every fucking day, you come back. You're not normal after that shit. You just like sitting there. You're like, I don't know what the fuck normal is. Yeah, dude, I don't understand. So they, they don't they don't really have programs. I hear all these bureaucratic motherfuckers talk about it to those. And you know what? Every political motherfucker is always like, we need to take care of our veterans. We need to fucking have some programs. Sounds good. And they never do. And that dude, you know what's crazy? Reading this book about Ulysses S. Grant, even from the Civil War, it's the same shit. They all, everybody, even, and I even lay this at the feet of Mr. and Mrs. Headphones, Mr. and Mrs. Earbuds right now, including myself. Like, we all talk a good one. You know, like, anytime you meet someone in the service, like, everyone knows, like, thank you for your service. But it's like, motherfucker. Fucking hate that. <laughs> I would imagine you would. Motherfuckers, thank you for your service. Oh, my God. Please leave me alone. <laughs> I would imagine that would fucking because it's like, what do you think? That's good enough? Like, you think not that's- even that? It's just like it's like the if you want to know the most uncomfortable uncomfortable thing to tell somebody that's been over there and did all this shit, that's it. Because you're just like, like I have buddies that are in SF still to this day, and I'll talk to them, I'll rap to them, and on Veterans Day and fucking stip, do stupid shit, I'll just text them out of nowhere and be like, "Thank you for your service." <laughs> 
And he'll be like, fuck you. <laughs> he goes, you motherfucker, I don't fuck you. Suck a dick, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you know what, man? That's about as real as you're going to get is a guy who's actually been over there doing shit and coming back and hearing that conformist, like, you know, greeting or whatever it is and telling you the truth like that. That sucks. That's not really what we want. We don't, I don't, don't tell me that. <coughs> yeah. It's, it's uncomfortable as fuck. What makes just, it uncomfortable? Like, how, what's your response supposed to be? Yeah, like, what is it? Mm. What do you mean? say? Like, I just be like, oh, yeah. I just kind of, like, brush it off and just keep it pushing. Because it's like, like, after all that shit, you kind of just, like, try to block that shit out because you're so fucking psychologically, like, way out. Like, mm. I get scared to do shit because I think, like, I, I'm been trained to be something else that like not is normal for regular everyday life so when some shit pops off i don't know if i'm fucking just kill somebody like you know like that's a dangerous thing to feel like you have inside you at all times have you ever been in situations which like a normal mouth breathers there's like a, an argument in line or like an argument like at a store, traffic, where somebody's being an asshole and you guys would just shout it out and then it's just over. Have you ever been in situations where it's like somebody's strangers wanted to yell at you or they did yell at you and you're like, I, I got a trigger and you, you don't want me to fucking go off? Nah, I, 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 yeah, I've had tons of shit like that where like I've gone left and I'm like, oh my God, hopefully I don't fucking, I don't, they don't come knocking on my door tomorrow to come get me. Right, right, and I'm not asking for details, but I gotta imagine that if you've been through situations where your life has been on the line for a long enough time and that kind of level of adrenaline and stress that's worn some pathways in your mind, I gotta imagine when you come back and people feel safe to just fucking like shout some shit at you or try to get aggressive with you, they don't know. Like, that's why I'm always smiling. Cause it's just like, I'm always talking shit, fucking around bullshit and i'm goofy <coughs> as fuck but that's because if it comes down to that it's it's gonna be bad for everybody myself <laughs> you know what's the worst case of ptsd that you've seen <sighs> probably my soldier like that i avoid at all costs like i can't like me and him can't have a relationship at all like at all at all me and him like like when we came back the second time, it was Christmas time and I was at home with my family and this fool, they call me and they're like, hey, Sergeant Salazar, I need you to come right now. And I'm like, but it's Christmas. I'm not fucking going on base. What the fuck are you calling me for? Right. He's like, no, Salazar, you got to come. Like David is tripping and all he's screaming is your name. And he's like, he's the only one that understands me. Da, 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 da. Like, me and this kid put in serious work over there, like, that could never even be told till the day that we die, you know, on a lot of shit. But we did it because it was, we're in war. Right. And shit had to be done. Of course. And there's more shit that has to be done that people don't even realize that you have to do. Right. And doing it the way that they tell you, it has to be done isn't always the way it needs to be done. Just like you said, the generals from above say, oh, you guys got to do it this way because this is the political way. 
Well, fuck you. You're not on the ground. You're not handling this business. You don't know what the fuck's going on. So this is how we're going to do it. And that's how I did it. So when I did my shit, that's how I ran mm-hmm. my ship. So on Christmas, when, uh, when you went down there, what, what did you have to do to like calm him down? Or were you able to? First off, you had the door locked. He had a strap. Damn. He Whoa. fucking Boy. had his face was ripped open from putting his head through the wall. <sighs> he had uh, cut his wrist. And he was laying in the bathtub, screaming, crying. And finally, I I got there. I banged on the door, and I was like, "Hey, David!" And he was like, "Finally, he just shut up. He stopped talking." And then he opened the door, and I went in there and I grabbed some towels, wrapped them up, cleaned them up, and he was just like in the bathtub, full of water, just holding me, crying, and like. Just telling me like, hey, nobody understands me. Nobody knows. Like, no, he just called me like, probably like a week ago, and I just like couldn't even answer because I know like, fuck, like, I keep my shit tight just by staying away from everybody, you right. know. Right. So as soon as I get around those guys and that shit, like, there's only one tempo with us, you know. Right. And I try to subdue that tempo, like. Cause it's it's not something nice. So, on a certain level, then for guys like that or or whatever they're going through, the experience that they had, that they lived through, uh, put them in a place of isolation. Because n- reg- a lot of people never seen that, never been through it. They're never gonna understand it. So they gotta process that shit by themselves or. They got to reach out to somebody who was there with them. Yeah, but even then, like, I don't, like, we, the motherfuckers that really been through the shit, yeah. don't reach out. We don't. Because it's, like, we just look at it as weak. That shit's weak. Like, we just stomach that shit. We keep it pushing, and we go on. We we muster it up. Right. So, that's how we do things. Well, <clears throat> There's a whole other part to Danny's story, and we've had you down here now for like going on two hours, brother. And you're such a compelling dude. And what I've only heard half of the story. Yeah, Mr. Headphones, Mrs. Mr. Headphones, Mrs. Headphones, Mr. Earbuds, Mrs. Earbuds, you know, and all you other cubicle jockeys that are just safe and sound. There's a whole other part of this story, but we got a guest. We got a guest schedule that we got to kind of adhere to. Is there any way that we can get Danny to come back? Because this dude is amazing. I sure. I mean, listen, man. This is Danny S. Part One. Right. Where, you know, there's only I have Part Two. Listen, there was only one other motherfucker that got two shows in him. That's <laughs> Esteban Oriol. He's sitting right next to you. We got Esteban One and Esteban Two uh, because his story is intense. I know we got Esteban like fourteen thousand and all. Yeah, we do. Can you push yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> yeah, that's the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause. Yeah. yeah. Soon to have Esteban three. Who has a but sign Danny, up there? Danny, how can we do this, man? We need to we need to finish this. Bro. Wait, here hold on a second. Here's uh here's Steve eating. <laughs> <laughs> All throughout my podcast go back and listen to some and that's always me eating or, or cleaning my teeth 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, you know what? This just in uh, from Korea. Got a message from Korea uh, from a dog who said that uh, Danny ate his brother. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna translate That's black that. dog right there Yeah I'm gonna translate that He said motherfucker You ate my brother Oh you motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> We're waiting for you <laughs> You fucking mean Listen that poor dog As we say goodbye As he was being digested by Danny <laughs> Tell him thank you for your service Thank you yeah. Fido Thank you for your service You yeah. tasted good with some ketchup Yeah um and some soju and yeah. some so oh, dude i was reading about the soju you guys the soju first of all it's it's hard grain liquor like he was saying it's basically it's basically a korean version of white lightning okay so Co- it is some bathroom yeah. gin That's right the wikipedia article said like the proof could be blank and then it just gave like a spectrum Cause it's not regulated. No, it's right. like Bruno. You can't. You can end up blind or deaf or some shit. You know, yeah. or not wake up at all. After. You gotta light that motherfucker. Make sure it don't burn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a certain way. Like, oh, oh. Uh, the flame is purple. Maybe yeah. we should. Maybe we should not drink that one. <laughs> I remember there was a couple cats, couple Indians, Native American brothers, and um, they were either in Quentin or Folsom. Made a batch of not just Pruno. They were making Everclear. Oh, yeah, they but they the did joint. something. They did something fucked up to it. They used something wrong. Found both of them dead in their cell. Oh shit! Damn. They're drinking the shit and poisoning themselves. Yeah, yep. Uh, and there's Look. plenty of stories of the county jail dudes like blind in one eye. They couldn't <laughs> hear because they fucking drank some fucking pruno that was like sour, pr- like the uh, vinegar. It went too 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 long. Went too long or something, yeah, or not long, long enough, or who knows? Wrong ingredients. Listen, sometimes you eat the bear, sometimes the bear eats you. What are you going to do? That's a good answer you give for a lot of things. Because it's like true. That. Life it is. is fucked up. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Sometimes right. the pruno goes down and you have a good one. Sometimes you just don't wake up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, so uh, let's give a round of applause for Danny. Danny, will you come back come and talk back, about Danny? the second yeah. part of your life? Yeah, we'll do that. And uh, much thanks to uh, Esteban Oreo as well, producing on this uh, on this episode, bringing in Danny and everything. It's awesome. We appreciate Absolutely. that. All right. We say goodbye to Danny. Thank you very much. Thank you for your service, Danny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank go. you, brother. Here we go. Can't wait to have you down there, bro. Uh, that was awesome.